Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Welcome to DTNS Labs. I'm Tom Merritt and this is the version of Labs where I interview interesting people about the things that they do. And in light of the loot box controversies that have been out there, uh, that was a, a big topic at E3. Uh, we had gaming companies in some cases coming out and apologizing or saying we will not do them, uh, and other uh, and sometimes the same game company in a different game ignoring the idea altogether because they just didn't wait, wait into it. Uh, we thought we'd bring on Matt Campbell, owner of Battleshopper dot com, and he is also a mobile gaming developer at a mobile gaming company uh, to talk about his histories with trading card games, how they play, uh, how how they deal with laws. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us, man. Oh man, it's my pleasure. Uh, many of you in the community will will know Matt if I identified him as Waffleophagus. Uh, his his name in the chat room, right? Oh yes, sir. Real quickly, where's that name come from? Oh, that was uh, given to me. the The very short version that will leave you wanting more is it was given to me by a coworker at summer camp who was sleeping at the time that he gave it to me. <laughs> I'm intrigued. You're right. It definitely leaves me wanting more. All right. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for the rest of that story. But let's let's talk about how in casino games, uh, there is all of this confusion because, like anything, you can have an in-game purchase, right? Uh, in in uh, Animal Crossing, I can uh, buy leaf tickets, and then those leaf tickets can be used to buy things in the game for my characters and things like that. Uh, how is it different with casino games, which, as I understand it, they can be entirely free-to-play, right? Yeah, so uh, these casino games, you have uh, mobile games in general. You are, I'm guessing you're talking about the, the article that we or the story you talked about where, where Big Fish was being sued in washington state where that company is based uh and the judge effectively ruled that it was gambling due to the fact that they did the uh the the chips were something of value right um, and, and we've had uh, similar evaluations in european countries as well even in australia there was some kicking around uh so but yeah let's focus on the washington one for now yeah, so the way it plays out is uh, all these casino games, all these mobile games are – Hearthstone falls into almost the exact same category where it is free to play. They give you enough resources to play for free, and uh, although a lot of these casino ones are, are very uh, – falling much closer towards the line of uh, 
something like a Candy Crush where you run out of lives and if you want to continue going, you can either wait for 12 hours, 24 hours, whatever the time limit is to get your next bonus or free amount of allotment or you can buy into it and pay to get, in this case, more chips. Um, To me, that's almost equivalent to unlocking the game. You're paying to unlock. The game locks every so often. Uh, And just like a game that that locks after a free trial, uh, you could say, well, this one just locks every 12 hours and then unlocks. If you want to have it unlocked all the time, pay a little money. That is a very fair way of doing it. Um, On the back end, we do have methodologies of trying to get you to give us more money more often. Um, but that is just the way that I, I think all good gaming companies should okay, which we, companies. That actually brings up a really good question because I, I already hear people in the audience like, right, I know what those methodologies are. You make me lose so that I, I want to buy your stuff to win, right? I got to pay to win. Is uh, that a thing that happens? No. Um, all of our, uh, the, the one thing that I think I can say is that, uh, all of our stuff is, it, it is properly random. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, I, I can't say for complete sense, sure, because our, our game logic is such that, uh, is above my head and understanding and we have much smarter engineers than me that, that work on those, <laughs> sure. but, uh, just in casual conversations with them, it is it is random, um, and they can kind of guess how often a th- specific thing will occur, but uh, that they they are still at the end of the day guessing because of the logic they have put in place to make these things right. uh, random. There are scripted events in our games that mm-hmm. will say, well, when you're first coming to this thing, this will give you a positive experience, but very rarely, to my understanding, do we actually have... Uh, we we don't at least at our company do not have a system that goes in and actually uh, f- makes you lose more often. Although I have heard many stories myself that there are uh, games in the industry that do do that. Okay, so so you you've heard tell that maybe some some folks do that. So so it might exist out there. I think most gaming companies don't want to do that. Because it, it feels bad. And if you're feeling bad playing a game, I don't see why you'd want to spend more money on that game. Well, there actually is some psychology behind the idea of uh, if you don't lose it something, if, if it's not challenging you in any way. And therefore, obviously, like if you're doing nothing but winning it, it, it also becomes less interesting due to the fact yeah. that... It's got to be a balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, well, let's talk about... Let's get back to talking a little bit about gambling because I think people get caught up into like, well, I don't think that's gambling. I think this is gambling. And those are fair conversations. But when we're talking about these court cases, we're not talking about what you or I or Matt or anybody else thinks is gambling. There are laws, and they vary from place to place, about what is considered uh, a prohibited behavior, what is considered a behavior you you have to get a license to do, uh, and what is considered not a prohibited behavior. And in general, most games have felt like, well, we're not, you're not winning anything. You're not, you're not winning money, so we're not gambling. How is it then that loot boxes where I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm buying a thing. I don't know what's in it. It's like a blind box toy, uh, but the thing that's in it might be helpful to me in the game. How does that get interpreted as gambling, and I'm not asking you to be a legal expert here, Matt. Right. But but just but sort of you know from the game designer perspective, 
what what do you tr- how are you looking at this and trying to to design against it the way well here's the, the the rulings that came down in washington and and the ones that in europe uh the belgian one was i believe the one you talked on the show the, the mm-hmm. reading how they've interpreted those it is actually going to be somewhat problematic because uh, the way that they have kind of phrased it is, uh, as, uh, as you often see in instances of they uh, maybe don't take all the information into account because the way that they are effectively saying it, any random thing that affects the game uh, affects that. So it's not just your, in the case of the Big Fish lawsuit, uh, buying more chips, anything, or it, it is anything that has a random aspect that influences your game. So your Hearthstone booster pack, it goes beyond that to even your Magic the Gathering paper booster pack or your your, your baseball card trading. That could be considered gambling at this point. Um, and it hasn't been. Uh, right. So there's got to be something in the judge's mind that says, well, I'm not trying to outlaw trading card games. Uh, I, I, but But I there's a lot of uncertainty around it. Right, and I think it's uh, in in the cases of this is I think that the judge just doesn't. That's not part of his case, so that's not something that he thought of when he made this ruling. Even uh, not understanding that this ruling would be that wide-reaching. And, and th- um, I think that's the biggest thing to take away from this stuff right now is we're in those early days where fifteen judges are going to have fifteen different opinions on it until we start to consolidate some cases and get appeals. Yeah, and as far as like. The one thing that brought up this entire controversy is, of course, the uh, EA's uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, and they have a few other properties, uh, like the FIFA properties, mm-hmm. um, where they have this very – it very heavily influences the game where you are getting these random chances, at least in the case of Battle two, uh, Battlefront 2 that has been entirely removed from the game. Um, but that is the con- where it sparked the controversy. And I would say, as, as a consumer – I would say the way that that differs from, uh, say, your free-to-play game is uh, very much that. It is a free-to-play game, and you can kind of pay a little more if you want to continue playing it. But with Battlefront, you are already you have spent in the United States. You have spent sixty dollars to play this game, and then they kind of just can expect you to continue playing to be competitive at it. At, it, what would otherwise be a purely skill game? Um, there, the, some of the power ups were you were had a higher rate of fire. Your fire was more accurate. That was just strictly made one player strictly better than another. While uh, you know in Hearthstone, it doesn't matter because it uh, you might get a better card, but that doesn't necessarily always guarantee that you'll beat your opponent. Right, because some of the best cards uh, suddenly, because of the meta switches, uh, aren't as good as they used to be. Uh, And so just owning a card doesn't guarantee you. But it still is gambling to open a card pack, isn't it? Because you're getting something of value and you don't know what it is. So I could talk to you for 45 minutes (laughs) on this exact topic. And the way that I would say that is it... uh, I would vary that very heavily by uh, what game you're pulling that booster pack in. Uh, for for Hearthstone, I would say that those really don't have a value. Although, actually, if you really want to get down to it, there are some Redditors that have gone in and looked at the dollar value of a pack 
and then the average dust value. So they've actually put a dollar value to a Hearthstone dust, which for those of you who are uninitiated, is what uh, if you want. If I have card A and I want card B, you blow card A up and make some dust, and then card B has a dust value to generate. Um, and it's some incredibly small number. But for something like Magic the Gathering or Hex, which is this, the game that I have a store for that is a proper trading card game, cards are given a value by uh, by the community as a whole. And that is usually, in, in some cases, like a direct dollar value. And the reason why that really isn't gambling either is due to the fact that, like, at the end of the day, it's it's something that like there isn't a set price, there isn't a set value for this other than what the community at large has given it. And I mean, you could you could honestly say yes, it is gambling. Like you could you could make that argument, and you could make that argument really well. But they've been around. But at this point, at least in the legal stance, like I think the chances of them going back and saying this game that has been around for twenty five plus years. And this concept that has been around since uh, Nintendo started as a trading card game company in the what early 1900s, or, or you yeah, know yeah. forever ago. Um, that that they're that's year was wrong. I'm just putting it out there for you. Email them. Um, <laughs> Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And that going back and saying this concept of a trading card game is gambling, I don't think is going to happen. Um, I, I, what we're what we're dealing with is laws that were written for tables and cards to say this is gambling. If if you right. are uh, able to put money in, uh, play a game, and get money out at the poker table, at the blackjack table, at the slot machine, uh, and you get something of value out, uh, it's gambling. And usually the laws are written to make make. Uh, folks who were trying to get around it, like, oh, I don't want to have to get a gambling license, so I'll I'll sell you uh, I'll sell you credit to the bar, and then you can use that on the machine. They're like, no, no, no. If you're getting say, it doesn't matter if it's not actually cash. If it can be traded in for cash, then it's something of value. And and so people trying to get around the law are what caused this more vague terminology. And then it's another example of the internet comes along and is entirely unanticipated by older laws and f- judges are trying to apply that and saying, well, I don't know. I mean, it kind of looks like these cards are valuable. There's, there's, they're being traded online by people. There's a dollar value and you pay money to, to get the pack and you don't know what's in it. 
Uh, and so you might win something that's really valuable and be able to cash it out. So I don't know. It's starting to look like gambling to me, even though trading card games are not trying to get around gambling laws. They're trying to emulate a practice that has never been litigated as, as problematic. Things like Magic the Gathering or baseball card trading cards or et cetera, right? Yeah, and it it's really unique with some of these online cards uh, because it's kind of funny that uh, specifically with Magic, at scale, you can take all the gambling out. If I go out and buy, you know, hundreds and hundreds of booster packs, the way that they actually do the pr- – they are limited by the way they actually print the cards that I can remove all of the gambling out of it because I can confidently say if I buy this amount, I'm going to get X amount of copies of every card. And that's how these large, large stores go out and say, well, I'm going to get uh, – go out and buy this many packs to, and I can pre-sell these cards because I know – this is how this math will play out. Um, it gets really interesting with the digital space because you don't have that history of print runs and history of being able to extrapolate that math unless they program it in, and they usually don't. Um, and that is actually one of the highest, kept, biggest kept secrets, especially you'll see with Hearthstone. Of uh, they do not want to tell you how they uh, how they go in and say, well, this card appears this percentage of the time. Um, and so that is that is one aspect that I think was one of the things in the some of the rulings in the EU where they say they want that to be a much less opaque methodology, which I am watching like a hawk, not because it will influence my business at all, because uh, in the game that I actually buy and sell for, uh, they're less they're they're decently transparent. If you go up and ask, they'll tell you, and it's admittedly not that old school print run it is it is very uh in order to remove some of that variance you'd have to buy an incredibly large amount but over the course of the distribution it's incredibly flat meaning that over the Mm. larger course of time there isn't going to be more than one card than another in the game um which in large economic methods that are slightly above my head usually means that uh you know, one card isn't going to be worth more than the other other than it's not going to be rarer than the other. The price will only be influenced by how good it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I So I think we're probably going to end up needing amendments, if not new laws, to apply to digital. Uh, because the other side of it is... If we said, "Oh, okay, we're going to exempt Hearthstone, we're going to exempt uh, Hex, we're going to we're, we're going to exempt any digital version of, of a trading card game because it's just a trading card game," you'll suddenly see a bunch of people who are trying to get around gambling laws come up with something that allows you to gamble by pretending to be a card game. So it, it needs to be a fine line that says, "Okay, first of all." It has to be more than just a token that's valuable because it's a token, right? I can't, I can't go buy uh, a $50 token for a casino uh, somewhere outside the casino at all, first of all. But even if I could, I wouldn't be able to buy it for more than $50 or less than $50. Like, it's $50, right? right? It's exactly equivalent. Whereas trading card values ebb and flow, like you were talking about. And, you know, as as a card is more valuable in a game, if it is able to be traded offline uh, for actual money, that value is going to go up and down because its value isn't money. Its value is utility. So you have to be able to show utility, I think, uh, to be an exemption for gambling, or there, there's something in there that it's, that you could define. And I'm curious, as as a developer, what do you think 
the solution would be that would work for you and and stop actual gambling uh, from from happening where it needs to be regulated, but but allow trading cards and responsible loot boxes to work. Well, and so here's kind of the crux of the issue, which is what you're attempting to do is we'll use uh, there are two kinds of of, of game, card games that are common right now uh, that that is a very subtle distinction. Uh, a collectible card game, which is Hearthstone. In Hearthstone, I cannot trade a card to you. You have to do the dust transfer, like I said earlier. And in that case, it is it, it is quite literally impossible for you to cash out or have any monetary actual value. To get I, you can't sell cards. There's only there's only money to be put into the system. And in that scenario. Blizzard can kind of set the unquote or quote unquote price of the card by deciding how much dust it blows up into and how much dust you need to create it. Um, and it, this sounds like I'm getting on a tangent, but it comes back, I promise. Uh, then there's the trading card game, which is much uh, hex, uh, Magic the Gathering, uh, Valve's upcoming uh, artifact is going to be using because they have the marketplace already in place for all of their other stuff using that system. Um, that is a proper trading card game. And in those games, it's going to be incredibly hard to do any legislation because effectively what you're trying to do is legislate a third party. Which of the Coast, who makes Magic the Gathering, doesn't set individual card prices for their cards. Um, that is set – they only sell booster packs or in some cases supplementary things where it's like buy this pre-built deck. Um, and so the secondary market, the community at large, decides how good – how good the card is, and therefore assigns a price to it. So any legislation is actually actively trying to influence third parties in this, which I am no lawyer, but that seems a heck of a lot harder than going to Blizzard and saying, hey, this needs to be this price, because Wizards of the Coasts can't, unless they completely change their business model writ large, I think I used that word right, um, they're not so going... <laughs> They're not going to be able to go in and say, well, this card is this price and you have to pay this price for it because they're only selling it in the context of randomized booster packs. Well, and I think that's where you where you can write a new legislation, which is to say uh, if there's utility to the item beyond just cashing out, if the maker of the item uh, is, is basically selling the item undifferentiated by price and any price outside of the game – uh, is not set by the company making the game. It's entirely set by the community. Then it's not gambling. I've, oh yeah, I would, you know, and I I'm would, sure sure there's cracks in that because it's oversimplistic. But that seems yeah. like a good start. I, yeah, and obviously you would need lawmakers to go in and fill in cracks and make sure this will work. But that that sounds like the beginning of something that that would work because and again at the end of the what day the only way that like Wizard of the Coast if a card starts if a card in Magic gets to a hundred dollars the only way that Wizard can quote unquote cash in and like make more money by having this card be worth a hundred dollars is they reprint it in a new set and put it in booster packs. And then that gives that new people an incentive to go buy that new set. Yeah. And usually when they do that, that card stops being $100 and drops down a good amount because there's more demand to meet – or there's more supply to meet the demand. Yeah. Even if you bought uh, playing cards in packs of five, 
you, you know, and, and, and you weren't sure if you're going to have an ace in it, if, that, if that's the way it worked, uh, buying the playing cards wouldn't be the gambling. It's what you do with the playing cards that becomes the gambling. Yeah, uh, Matt, we could talk about this all day long, uh, but, but I really appreciate you uh, taking some time to, to share your insights on this. Oh, yeah. No, it's been a blast. I wouldn't mind talking longer. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if folks want to find you online to talk about this stuff or, or, or look into uh, what you're doing with trading cards, where should they go? Uh, so I own a store for the game called Hex, H-E-X, uh, Hex Shards of Fate. It's available on Steam, um, and it is a really fun game that is based very heavily uh, – it's very similar to Magic the Gathering. Um, that has a lot of uh, really interesting design spaces. If you like Hearthstone, you should go ahead and check that out. And if you do, check out Battle Shopper, B-A-T-T-L-E-S-H-O-P-P-E-R.com. Uh, it's where we buy and sell. We also have a blog that talks about strategy and stuff of that nature. Uh, it's a much smaller game than any of the others that we've talked about so far, but uh, it's it's a really well-built, well-designed game at the moment, and I, I'm still in love with it. Uh, and uh, I guess if you want to talk about my ramblings that have nothing to do with that game, uh, just waffle off, I guess, on Twitter, which is the word waffle, and then it's O-P-H-A-G-U-S. Waffle Ophagus. Yes, sir. Way to remember how to spell it. Uh, thanks again, Matt, for joining us. Thanks again to everybody for supporting us on Patreon, making it possible for to, to us to do these extra episodes. I hope you get a little more insight into loot boxes and trading cards and, and how that all works. I know we didn't solve everything, but we certainly got a little closer. We'll see you next time at DailyTechNewsShow.com. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at FrogPants.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.